my fellow female entrepreneurs and all you ambitious women out there. Welcome to Good Vibes Only. I am your host, Anna, the huge energy ball and the original Wonder Woman. This podcast is all about motivation and practical tips for business and life. In here, the change indeed starts with you. Welcome to Good Vibes Only. Hello lovely and welcome back to Good Vibes Only. As a child I loved to read and now over the past few years I've gone back to my books and reading has become a solid habit of mine. In today's episode I share my views on why reading is so important and I also share with you one of my favorite reads for 2020, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's go! Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite reads from the year, which is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. But before I do all of that, I just want to talk about reading a bit more because it actually has, again, become a huge part of my life. So let me start by saying that I've just shared my top reads for the year and I'm just going to pop the link below where you can find my favorite reads. I did a little bit of counting and I've actually read over 50 books this year and it's quite an amount and when I I remember a few years back when I saw other people reading 50 books a year which is kind of one book a week I thought that's insane but actually it's pretty easy to accomplish you only need to read depending how quick you are sure um from like 15 to 30 minutes a day and not even daily and you can easily read one book a week um, clearly assuming that they are not massively thick books. Um, but it is not that difficult actually to read this much. And I used to read a lot when I was a child. I loved going to the library. In Finland we go to libraries and lend books. Uh, we have amazing libraries and this is for free. And I just remember loaning huge piles of books and then just going into my room, closing the door and just reading, reading, reading. And now over the past five years or so, I've kind of found my group again. And uh, fun fact, by the way, this year, which was supposed to be my year of travel, I actually bought Kindle and I had such negative feelings towards Kindle because I love physical books. I feel we are so surrounded by digital that I actually wanted to have something physical. So that's why I've been growing my physical book library. (laughs) But now I then transitioned into Kindle and I am going to admit that I'm kind of enjoying it. It's actually not that bad. So I've been a Kindle reader for most of the year as well. And it's I've still been reading, so it's gone pretty well. Now, let me just say a few things when it comes to reading, because I really want to just provoke your thinking a little bit when it comes to books and how do we spend our times. I want to start by saying that a lot of people say, how do you find the time? And... Let's look at where do people spend a lot of their time on watching TV, 
right? A lot of people watch TV and if you follow me for a while, you know I don't watch TV, I don't watch the news, I don't read newspapers because I want to be more in control what I let into my head and news is mainly constructed around negative things um, that want to just they want attention they want my attention and I only have so much energy each and every day and by the way this doesn't mean that I wouldn't know about the key topics the important things that are going on in the world I'm definitely involved in those conversations but I just don't do that through tv or newspapers and I want to say something that um, really um, just uh, has kind of left a um, um, Hold on, let me try to gather my thoughts. So I've, I once saw something, I can't remember when, but I, when I saw this, it just made me go like, wow, yeah, that is so right. And I want to share this now with you because this was so fascinating. So, you know, imagine this. So television is actually tell a vision, right? So a television is telling you a vision. Someone else is telling you a vision, as in painting the picture. It is not you telling your vision, right? And I want to be in charge of what's my vision. I want my vision to come from within. I don't want someone else to tell my vision, right? And isn't it interesting that we call TV programs programs, right? How we program our minds or how we let someone else program our mind, So this year, within the pandemic, how many times have you heard the same stuff from the news? What do you think the impact is for your brain and for your thinking, for your mind, when you hear the same things again and again and again? They actually become your truths. So that's why I don't want to give that permission. I don't want to give my power away to others and become programmed by someone else. Again, I want to be in charge of that myself. So just have a think about this. I thought it was so powerful. So that's why it's kind of left its mark on my brain. That's what I tried to say before when I lost my words. So that's thing number one. Thing number two uh, about reading I was actually, let me tell you a story. I was with my niece and um, in in Helsinki and she often wants to sleep next to me and she's six years old and normally in the evening we read, which is quite typical with children, right? And she said to me, Anna, why don't you watch TV in the evening? Like, why do you, why do you read? And she, by the way, always loves to put my, switch my Kindle on and then see uh, and switch it off to see what sort of image then stays on top of the Kindle because, you know, there's slightly different image each and every time. And uh, she was like, so why don't you watch TV? And I said, you know what? Reading for me is about learning. I want to become better at what I do. So I read business stuff. I read things that relate to my work because I have my own business. I don't think she really understands that yet at six, but, you know, I'm trying to kind of build that understanding. And then I said, I'm just a curious person. So I like to grow and learn and just expand myself because we only have so much time here. So I'm just interested in doing it this way. Plus in the evening, it's a nice thing to read and then go to sleep, isn't it? It's a nice thing to read something nice. And she looked at me and I thought, this message is really kind of hitting home. I was so pleased with myself. My ego was pleased. And then she was like, yeah, good on you. Thankfully, I know so many things already, so I don't necessarily need to read conversation over. 
So, but that's seriously, that's one thing. Like, I just enjoy, I'm a curious person. I enjoy uh, learning. Plus, when it comes to my business, so many things I needed to learn over the past few years. Yeah, that it's a lot. So, thirdly, I want to say that these days our focus is like of a goldfish or hamster. We have a hard time focusing on one thing for five minutes, for 15 minutes, say half an hour, like 30 minutes. That might be a crazy thought. You know, I don't know if you meditate, but can you silence your mind for five minutes? Can you sit down and be quiet for five minutes? These days, social media has really trained us to have this divided focus where we are not doing one thing at a time but we are trying to multitask we are trying to be so effective and we only have uh, like a few seconds span span to put on something to get our attention so that's why you know news you see what they are trying to do to get your attention and I feel that reading is really good in training your focus because if you want to achieve anything great in your life and this is what I truly believe in you actually need to spend time you need to spend focused valuable time with whatever it is that you're trying to build or bring into this world and therefore having focus and having like just focus on one thing at a time is a skill i can't believe i'm actually saying this this is a skill in 2020 and beyond so reading really builds this skill and i remember when i started reading you know five years ago like really kind of on a regular basis again in the beginning it was definitely harder Um, But these days I can easily read for longer periods and I can sustain my focus on that one thing. So, you know, for for you to, if you don't read and this is something maybe you want to pick up, you know, start with easier read and start by giving yourself a time slot and just keep uh, on that time slot. Like try to, if you give yourself 15 minutes, really push yourself because your brain needs to learn to stay focused We've trained our brains into the wrong direction. So this is something so important. So these are kind of my big reasons when it comes to why I read. And um, I hope that this resonates with you. Now, let me share one of my reads with you. One of my favorite reads from the year that has actually been on my reading list for a long time. And finally, I got to that this fall. And um, it is indeed The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a short book, so even if you're beginning your reading, this might be a nice nice book. It's a relatively simple read. That's it. Don't be fooled by that because the con- content is really, really deep. And um, I, why I wanted to share this, I actually shared this in my Wonder Woman Christmas fun with our community because I feel that when we come towards Christmas and when we get really busy and when we are surrounded by people, we also get triggered very easily. And I thought for that Christmas setting that we had with my community, it would be a really nice thing to share this book because this kind of gives you some principles that you can try to follow during Christmas time and just keep that peace and keep that your center um, really clear uh, rather than getting triggered and getting annoyed and just saying things maybe you don't mean um, because 
sometimes it is so lovely yet so hard to be surrounded by our families and the close ones as well. I remember the saying, I can't remember who said that, but it goes something like, oh, you are enlightened. Go and spend a week with your family and see how enlightened you feel after that. So indeed, our families are a great test to our level of awareness and emotional and uh, emotional discipline and mastery of thought, if you like. So let's go into, into the book and I'm going to share these four agreements and just give you a few of my own thoughts uh, with regards to all of them. Because actually, even though I hadn't read this book only this fall, I realized that there's quite a bit of this content that I already try to follow in my own life and I use within my work with my clients as well. So it just felt really good when someone, Don Miguel Ruiz, is saying like, this is a good thing. I'm like, yes, I can kind of, I've been on the right path. So the first one is be impeccable with your word. So be impeccable with your word. And this is such a powerful start. So Imagine that we are the only animals that can speak. We are the only animals that have been given the gift to be able to express ourselves with words. And for me, it's quite fascinating uh, as a non-native English speaker to now try to establish my impeccable words in another language. And sometimes it doesn't come across quite like I want things to come across, maybe because I'm missing the vocabulary, maybe the tone isn't quite right, but only by repetition we get there. But this is such a fascinating topic because every time when I open my mouth, I am expressing to you who I am and what I believe in and what is my view of the world. But also at the same time, this is the only way how you can get closer to me. Because when we speak, that is such a profound way of communication when we can actually really truly meet the other person. Of course, there are other senses as well, but this is um, almost the first um, easiest level of communication. I often try to think when it comes to myself, well, how do I find that I am being impeccable with my word? And sometimes when I think about this and I go within and I check with myself, how am I feeling in my feelings, in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions? Because all of these are following each other. And every time when I'm able to use my words in a way that represent who I am, how I feel, what I think... I am in alignment and then it's followed by action. So for me to be impeccable with my word is to actually speak my truth and to speak what I believe in, what I, how I think and how I feel. And there I can find alignment and then try to be impeccable with my word. And I love how Don Miguel says in this book, use your words to the direction of love and truth. And I think that sums it up really beautifully. Use your words, the direction of love and truth, because what else can you do, right? But finding this alignment of what is your impeccable word, I try to look at my feelings and thoughts and then compare that with my words and actions that follow and see 
if that actually is aligned with who I am. And therefore, a good check here is if you are speaking words of hatred, judgment, gossip, surely that's not who you are, right? If, if I look into your heart, surely you're not the person inside. Your words are actually not aligned with who you are if you speak these words of, words of judgment and hatred. So that's why I think it's really important that we can have important conversations in today's world, um, but we also need to wear, use our words very carefully and uh, with the right intention because our words can really hurt each other, right? It is said that words have started and ended wars. So words can be so powerful. So finding that how can you be impeccable with your own word is surely a useful exercise. And sometimes if you don't want, don't know what to say, either stay silent or then speak your truth. If you don't know what to say, speak your truth. I think that's something beautiful. That's always what my mom says. All right, so number two, the agreement number two is don't take anything personally. I love this idea, but oh boy, it is so hard, isn't it? So I like to think about it this way. So you now here have come to this world and you have your unique blueprint, so to speak. You have your own unique thoughts, you have your own unique feelings, your experiences, your thoughts, everything. And when... If you meet with me and we start to talk, of course we have different things to say because we have different thoughts and feelings and experiences and all of that. And therefore, sometimes something I say might trigger you or you might get offended by something that I say, even though I didn't mean that. Sure, if I'm being impeccable with my word, I'm trying my best to speak loving words. But sometimes, because we have different worldviews, sometimes we do offend other people and therefore not taking things personally but appreciating that this other person comes from another worldview because consider this how crazy would it be if someone had the exactly same blueprint as you do that's not possible that is not possible so having that compassion to other person the other person and something I find fascinating and how I like to look at this is always look at the other person and get curious instead of being why is this person judging me and I feel offended I turn this around and I ask myself I'm like hmm interesting what is this person um, believing in because they are saying something like this what is their truth why is this person saying this And I try to be curious instead of judging and it makes things easier because then I at least try to build compassion to the other person and their circumstances and trying to understand where they might be coming from and not take anything personally. And this is something that is so hard, but it's important that we are different. It's important that we have this diversity because imagine how boring it would be if we were all the same. So... Just uh, stay on your own lane. I sometimes say to my clients, if you were running with someone else, you wouldn't be looking at their shoes because you would trip. So just try to focus on your own lane. And when people say things that you might want to take personally, just focus on your own lane and just have the compassion to other people. I think that's useful. All right, so 
third agreement is don't make assumptions. Oh man, we talk about this with my clients a lot. Don't make assumptions. So the thing is, if you don't know, you don't know. You need to ask for clarification. Don't assume. How many times I caught my clients and myself from situations when they say something like, Well, you know, I think they meant this or I think this is like, it's like, yeah, you think, but you don't know. So our mind is really weird. Our mind is a fascinating tool and our mind really wants to justify everything. Our mind almost needs a reason. Like we need to just make sense out of everything. And that's why we end up making these weird games within our own heads rather than confirming, asking for clarification and just knowing. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. And sometimes it can also be a bit, hmm, you know, do I look stupid if I ask for clarification? Maybe they'll think that you should get it by now. Why is she asking this again? Dude, you need to get rid of that part of your ego and just ask. Ask for clarification. Ask additional questions so that you have the opportunity to understand. Also, you never get anything unless you ask. You never get anything unless you ask. So you need to be the one who, in Finnish we say, lift the cat on the table, right? You need to be the one who brings about the topic and asks the hard questions. Be that person. And if you have that feeling that maybe I look stupid, ask yourself, where is that coming from? Right? Isn't it worse to look stupid because you assume? So just not assuming is so important. And this applies in so many contexts that is insane. But I love this. Don't make assumptions. Okay, finally, this is such a good one. All of these are so good, right? So the fourth agreement is always do your best. And we do realize that always do your best. Our best is different in every moment, every day, every situation, because we are always different. I remember when I used to go to hot yoga almost daily when I uh, lived close by Old Street in London, in East London, Those were the days I went to hot yoga because it was just around the corner and it is something where you don't have, you can't think of anything else because it is so freaking hot. And it was fascinating. Say I went there on Monday and Monday I was like nailing it. I had like the most perfect practice ever. I felt at ease, calm. I was able to do everything. Maybe I could do a toe stand, you know, just everything was like flowing. And then the next day, it was terrible. Like I felt tired. I felt just um, maybe dehydrated. I didn't have the energy. And that was only Tuesday. There's like 24 hours uh, apart from each exercise. And in that moment, I really realized that we are so different every day that even though on Monday I was able to just have so much energy and have such a focused, beautiful practice on Tuesday, it wasn't that. And to be okay with that, that we are different each and every day, but I still do my best work is something that we should really cultivate. And you know, something super important comes with this because how, okay, there's two things actually. How do you do your best? The first thing is, how do you do your best? This actually implies that doing best is actually taking action. This doesn't say, how do you think your best? So it is by that very nature of that doing that actually becomes 
very rewarding because when we are trying to do our best, you know, you get into a flow of the process, you enjoy the work, you're not doing it for the output alone. Like I didn't go to that yoga exercise to feel that glow after the session. Sure, it's nice, but it's more about the practice. It's about doing your best and not thinking and then waiting the best outcome to arrive to you. Can you see how these two polarizing examples are actually quite different? So focusing on the process and really giving your best in the process, you actually care less about. If the outcome, someone else says, oh, I didn't think that was that good, you know you gave your best. So the other person is entitled to their opinion. And by the way, don't take anything personally. You don't know where they came from. But the thing is that you can be pleased with yourself you can have self-love because you know you did your best in that moment. And therefore the process becomes the reward. The doing becomes the reward. And that's why in this book, they actually, Don Miguel argues that so many people are not happy because they are expecting someone to reward them, to say that was so well done. So then you actually put all of your focus into the outcome and you don't focus on the process. And this is uh, something that you can see how it doesn't serve fulfillment in life because if you don't enjoy what you're doing why are you doing it right so that's one thing the other thing is here that when you're trying to do your best I for me it implies that you need to be present in this moment for me now to do my best in this very podcast requires me to be present here with my feelings with my thoughts my physical body being super aligned and supporting me to deliver these words to you If my mind would be somewhere else, I can't speak from the cuff like I do. Like I have a few notes here, but I'm mostly speaking from my heart. And this requires me to be so fully present in here that I can deliver this. So for me to do my best requires me to be present. And I think this is the absolutely hardest thing to learn in our society these days, because we just have so many things bombarding us all the time and we are allowing that to happen with all of these notifications and interruptions and we just don't appreciate silence and focus and cultivate uh, these skills that kind of seem um, invaluable seem sorry seem uh, not rewarding to some like from the outside they don't look that glamorous or they don't look that uh, something that they should be celebrated But it is in these very moments where that great work is born, where you can find your flow, where you can find your your inner truth, where you can be who you really are. And that's why this presence and cultivating these many things that are mentioned in the four agreements are something so powerful. And, you know, in this book, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says that, you know, if you express yourself And if you are being fully alive, you know, so many people are afraid of being fully alive. But if you live by these four agreements, you are being fully alive. And I would say if you live by these four agreements, even if you try like 20% of the time you succeed, you're going to have a great life. It's going to be a beautiful life. There's going to be a lot of fulfillment and you'll feel great. And you will definitely leave a legacy. I know so many people are worried about what's my purpose? Am I doing the right things? But if you live by these sort of principles, you will have purpose in this life. Like your work, whatever you're doing, it becomes your purpose. And you will have that sense of 
doing something meaningful and leaving a legacy for sure. I have no doubt about that. So with this, I hope that you've enjoyed my musings on the book and I hope that you read the book. I'd love to hear from you what you've been reading this year. We are having a little bit of conversation going on in social media. So let me know what you're reading. Let me know if you read this book or if you would like to see me read something else that wasn't on my list. I love hearing from you and I am looking forward to an amazing 2021 with you. There are so many beautiful things coming from the Wonder Woman tribe. So if you want to hear more, pop your name on the newsletter subscriber list um, because that's the first source of information where I'll share all the new stuff and I'd love to have you on board. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here and here's to an amazing end of 2020. so much for tuning into the episode and I hope you loved it. I also want to say that please do put some of this stuff into practice otherwise it has very little value. I also welcome you to join the conversation with me on social media. I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. All of it can be found in the show notes. Also please do spread some good vibes only with your friends. I'll see you soon. Big love.